Welcome to the 98th episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Franklin Taylor, mm. he of the multiple positions, titles, VPs, Woo. Veeps, Veepisms. I'm collecting them. And Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz. Do you have a favorite vice president, like in history, Franklin? Not like yet. someone you try to model yourself after, like a solid, like a Dan Quayle? Like a Spiro Agnew? Mm. God, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do some research. I'll let you guys know. All right, by next, next week. Next podcast, you'll have it. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, it is Tuesday, May 10th, and how are, how are you guys? How are things? I feel you know, good. I, I, f- I realize I'm the only one here that's seen the new Doctor Strange film. Mm-hmm. I know I asked you about that. I'm glad you did not, did not spoil it for me. So I'm going to spoil you. it for everybody. Here it goes. Doctor Strange dies. Well, God, now I'm not going to watch it. Yep, that's that's how the movie ends. He just gets his head cut off by oh. uh, Captain America. Oh, jeez, hell of a thing. Sounds anyway, like a good movie. You guys got anything else? When anything else you want to come? No, I see we went real low budget on the intro this week. We're just going to talk about movies we've seen. Things we've done. Do you want to talk? You wanted to talk about movies. Last, I watched a movie I think you would love over the weekend. Uh, for love of the game. Oh yeah, I would love, do love. It's a Kevin Costner baseball movie. Yeah, I mean it's probably his worst one, but it's it's still. I mean anything Kevin Costner does is excellent. Have you seen Draft Day? Uh, love Draft Day. Yeah, one big of fan. The, one of the most realistic movies Hollywood has ever produced. I mean the Seahawks play a big role in it too. Yeah, and their fans get very angry in the movie. <laughs> yes. Did did uh, did you watch his Apollo? I did not watch Apollo 13 yet, no. I I'm more of an suck. Apollo 11 guy, really. Of course. That's offensive towards Eric. Checks out. We've got two big news stories with several updates to cover today. Do you guys want to guess what they are? I bet you don't know, Schwartz. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's about a week old at this point, right? Uh, let's see. It looks like maybe the bank robbery we're going to talk about in, in Shehalis first. We're gonna. That's our first one up, yeah. You want to just jump into that? Yeah, let's do it. Cops still seeking suspect in Shehalis bank robbery. Someone robbed the bank in Shehalis. The only one. The end. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to go off here. They released a couple more photos today, but they're very grainy um, shots. I threw them up on uh, the Facebook page. Don't show a whole lot. They're asking people to check their like ring cameras, uh, you know, home surveillance. It sounds like he booked it into the neighborhood back behind maybe and try to find out who it was. But yeah, he walked in, asked for money. Implied he had a firearm of some sort and left with some money. It uh, There was a lot of speculation online that it was the guy that had also blown up the ATMs. He got yeah. his get-out-of-jail-free card and immediately went to rob a bank of Chalice. Yeah, one of the receptionists uh, also accused that gentleman of being the person who um, robbed the from the parking lots uh, off of Old Highway 99. We posted a video oh, yeah, of yeah. someone breaking a window and reaching in and helping themselves, and they also thought he was the one. So I well, think our ATM guy is prime suspect in any crime that occurs by a balding white man under the age of 50. <laughs> truly just a, like a D.B. Cooper of local crime. Anything mm-hmm. that happened, it was probably that guy. It's probably the same person who robbed Nightcrawler's car. It probably was. Yeah, Nightcrawler's car Poor was Nightcrawler. robbed. We were, yeah, we were relieved of one Cron Air. We were a victim. R.I.P. The drone. We were a victim. We, we have another drone. There's, there's not just. It's <laughs> Cron Forest, Aaron. It's not just a. Well, oh, Crawler airplane. also has another car, and there's another Crawler. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> if they had taken Crawler, yeah, his his home is a bit of a multiverse in itself, isn't it? <laughs> we'd have it's to we'd truly. have to go get his little brother. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call you Jared now, and you it's, are a photographer. 
Yes, his name's actually Jason. If anyone knows anything about this bank robbery, though, you're supposed to call 740... Or who broke into Crawler's car. 1105. Yes, equally important, who broke into Crawler's car. And yeah, that person left their wallet behind with an ID, though. So hopefully the, the cops can get the jump on that one. And if you just see or hear of any other cool crime and want to let us know about it, you know, call somebody. Or not us, but <laughs> police probably. Yeah, call the yeah, police. Call the police. Yeah. That's a good idea. See something, say something. I had somebody send me an email this week just chewing me out. I mean, we get these a lot. Just every mean name in the book about a <laughs> alleged crime. It was actually the, the guy the Centralia police arrested for rape, and he's accused of potentially additional crimes in Las Vegas linked by DNA. And she's like, she was not. You guys are liars. We're going to sue you. And I, I just responded very kindly and was like, we don't accuse anyone of anything, but the police do, so you should call. And she responded with the nicest message back that was just <laughs> like, thank you for that information. I am going to reach out to the police department. Have a great day. How did, where did she think news That's came from? That's a 180. From? I don't know. That is a 180. It always boggles the mind. I'm like, I can't believe you'd make up these lies based on police reports you quoted. Yeah, I would <laughs> well, make that one up. That would, be a, that would be a heavy accusation. And how would you get that information? I don't know. You got you have a you have a spider network, Eric. It's our DNA uh, department here at the Chronicle. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Aaron's forte. Any, it is not. <laughs> anyway, the Shahelis Bank remains robbed. Uh, hopefully, that'll be solved soon. Yeah. One of our two big stories that just keeps the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Lewis County Republicans chairman clashes with sheriff's office candidate, tosses wad of paper at him. And Jesus, this was already just a week ago. Um, feels like it's just been going on forever. <laughs> it's just been a week. Uh, I might be a little jealous of one person that's like, I never heard about that yet. I'm sure it's out there. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's somebody out there that lives a blissful existence where they don't know anything about Brandon Svensson or Tracy Murphy or the sheriff's race or any of this. <laughs> Anyway, Brandon Svensson was at a Republican meeting. He's the Lewis County Republican chairman. He's also the mayor of Winlock. Uh, he was aspiring kind of reserve police officer as well. Aspiring yeah. reserve police officer. Uh, it's uh, from what it would appear based on articles and letters and things of that nature. He was uh, shit talking Tracy Murphy in his official position as the county's Republican chairman. Previous meeting. Yeah. At a previous meeting. So Murphy wrote a letter to the party about it. In the letter, he claimed Svensson called Murphy a Democrat, a Democrat in hiding or a rhino during that March meeting. Uh, these things are all fairly easy to verify, of course. Then last Monday, Murphy went to the regular Republicans meeting and Svensson pretty kind of did the same thing uh, while wearing an elect Snaza shirt with Snaza there. And when Murphy tried to respond to some of these complaints, Svensson wadded up the letter and threw it at him. Well, he also tugged at his oh, shirt man. and said, this is your apology right here. Yeah. There's um, a longer cut of that video that I have <laughs> since viewed as well. It didn't change anything for me. Like the narrative is pretty much the same, but there was more back and forth prior to that. It was <laughs> conspicuously posted to like redwave.com on YouTube or something. And it was uh, yes. like, Windlock Mayor owns fellow Republican? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> rhino, Rhino. Uh, rhino. Anyway, yeah, there's a bunch of... I, I, I was surprised that in the video, nobody like, no Ron Averill, no Rob Snaza stood up and was like, hey, like, come on, this guy's a Republican running for sheriff. Like, I don't he's know. A, he's a cop. Do something. I also think, like, let the two talk it out, I guess. Um, I don't know. Which, I hate... But I which hate two? Uh, Murphy and... I, I was referring to Murphy and Svensson. Like, because I, I, if it was Svensson who made the comments, Murphy was there to address the comments. Um, I mean, the whole thing was embarrassing to me. I think yeah. uh, this... 
well, this is probably be a, a lampoon take, but I thought Murphy was pretty calm. Like I don't, I think he was trying to get his points across, and Svensson was more, from my perspective as a viewer, kind of just throwing a fit. That's just yeah, my yeah, I agree. Yeah, he definitely should not have thrown the paper at him. Um, my favorite part of this was the part where Svensson allegedly claimed that Tracy Murphy's campaign was being run by some mystery stranger from out of the area. Well. His campaign is being run by Brittany Voy, who is very much I from the area. I just his campaign manager is his daughter, to be clear. But yeah, Brittany Voy does do some work for him. She did send an email to me before the campaign <laughs> really began, letting me know she was going to essentially be spot checking the, us to make sure we were being fair, because Snaza does some business at the Silver Agency owned by the Taylors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, and we've been open. I think it's that, fair to yeah. say she works on the campaign. Yeah, but just the assertion that his campaign is being run by like strangers from out of town. Svensson's literally been on Britney's podcast. Like, yeah, they, it's not they, a not a stranger. They've talked and, and they've posted pictures with each other. I mean, mm-hmm. they they definitely know one another. That's for sure. Um. Anyway, is that uh, does anybody actually know what a rhino is anymore? I feel like that's just just the hot word of the day it's to the throw around at anything you don't it's like. The hot word of the day. I don't know. I think it's if you're a bit of a performative guy like Svensson, and performative is probably the kindest word you could use because I, I think differently, um, but I'll be kind in this case. And you're performative. It's just a name you use. It's a real, like, you know, schoolyard, throw it around. I mean, didn't he bring a sign that said no rhinos to a commissioner's meeting? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could run through the greatest hits of Brandon Svensson headlines of yeah. him doing performative things like disrupting a county mayor's meeting and picketing outside county meetings and freedom ween who could forget the great I think everybody was. forgot I think, freedom I think ween Rhino, was there. I think Rhino can also be considered you know just Republicans dogging on other Republicans yeah that's like, always what it is like yeah. I mean I yeah. mean there's You're just not... so much divisiveness over there right now more than there needs to be uh yeah anyway we have updates to this story because <laughs> Lewis County Republicans chairman has been removed from the state young Republicans organization and I'm told since we we ran a brief item on it over the weekend, an even smaller version in the paper. This, this that, happened previously. Yeah, this was like based on stuff that I guess had happened in March, and we don't have a, a full story on it. We do want to reach out to, I believe it's Rachel Anderson, is the chair of the Lewis County uh, Young Republicans, and she had reached out um, through a channel here, and we're hoping to talk and get like the full incomplete story to that. But yeah, like it's not the first time he's run afoul. Uh so, yes, both Spencer and Anderson have been ousted from the state Young Republicans group. In Notably for bullying and name-calling. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Hard to believe that this could happen to the people who invited the election truthers to lie to the crowd at the Lincoln Day dinner, but here we are. Fair take. Uh, and then another update. Several Lewis County Republican officers call for chair's resignation following inappropriate behavior. They listed off a number of things he's done, from disrupting meetings to demanding they break their own rules to endorse Snaza to disrespecting a Republican candidate. Not not a law enforcement officer, a Republican candidate. That was the mm-hmm. emphasis there. Um, the letter was a formal request for Svensson to resign, according to Ron Averill, who is... Is he the co-chair? Or not co-chair, but like... He's the state committeeman, I believe. Okay. Uh, Averill also said, frankly, I do not expect that he will do so. <laughs> it's just... Uh, really gearing up for some interesting stuff. So if he doesn't resign, they'll have a meeting and vote on it. Um, Svensson could not be reached for comment on any of these. Uh, and yeah, and I think Emily was painfully accurate in her calling and there's no voicemail space. You can't leave a voicemail, but there was no answer. So um, if well, I have a feeling if he wanted to make a statement, he, he could reach he, us. He knew how. <laughs> I, <laughs> he could certainly reach us. The red wave had no problem. So uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Has, um, been, has he been active on any of those platforms since then? Oh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked into that. I just saw that that full video was posted, so maybe I shouldn't run my mouth. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, interesting comments on Facebook about the situation as well. Um, we'll get to some of those later, but general thoughts. Uh, my general is thought... Is that behavior okay? Is, you endorsed. I, you condone. I, either of you. I think the Lewis County Republicans, and I am not you know, an expert on the Lewis County Republicans, but I do know that they've always kind of held themselves to like civility has been kind of key prior to Svensson. Um, since Svensson was chairman, I think that that has kind of gone out the window and it's all about kind of picking sides and proving um, this is an insult to the former president, but how Trumpian you can be. And mm-hmm. that includes like demeaning your opponents and um, not just beating them in a political race, but, you know, calling them names and you know, owning them, owning, owning them. them. Yep. Yep. It's very important. It used to be, you know, let's own the libs. Like that's kind of how it started. And, you and know, now it's just let's own emojis. the other Republicans. Let's so other. he's essentially turned himself into a walking, laughing Facebook emoji. Uh, yeah, yeah. Accurate. Accurate. No, I think, I think this whole situation was wild. I think, I think I wish the two of them could have had an actual conversation there. Um, I would have been curious what what each one had to say to each other if they could have kept it a little more civil. Um, and I want to say that there's been other... Uh, you asked just for be our curious to see what else could have happened there. <laughs> there's been other avenues where Svensson's been very helpful to us. Like, for instance, in his capacity as Winlock Mayor, like uh, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, he gave us a, a walk around the industrial park that's just exploding in growth down there. Um, it was very, very helpful. And there's been other areas where he's been helpful as well. Um, but yeah, I guess, I mean... I'm not an analyst or anything. It's like decide what you want to be. Do you want to be like the mayor of the fastest growing town in uh, Winlock? Um, or do you want to be a divisive figure who picks and wins losers for county elections? Like that it seems like one would be a little more important than the other, but maybe not. Maybe there's political aspirations at play and he feels like this puts him in good position. Uh, did, does he have a day job? Did we ever figure that out? He's got a lot of time to run political things and like I don't do know. the cop thing. Just, I don't know. I don't know what he does. Don't know. I know what everybody else involved in this story does for a living. It's just, you know, you think the main character, they give you a little backstory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll look into that for you, Aaron. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it does, like, the fact that he's training to be a police officer um, as a citizen who travels this county, I do worry a little bit about the temperament that was on display when being challenged there. Like, uh-huh. ironically, to another police officer who's done his job by all accounts pretty well over the last couple it of decades. Does not strike anyone as a hothead, I wouldn't say. But, yeah, good opening flurry for this <laughs> this election season with filing week starting next week. Should be a fun one. Um, I, it would have been nice to hear from Staza about the meeting, too. Yeah, I think he, uh, Emily did give him a call and maybe, I don't even want to say what his thoughts were. He was, uh, he didn't want to comment on it. We called the following day and, um, but he did, he did take our call. Oh, well, I, <laughs> it wasn't him arguing. I'm not gonna, yeah, I, this definitely was between Spencer and Murphy. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's people, sure. several people have said he should have ste- stepped up and said something. That's a, a fair opinion. Um, but he didn't, and Svensson did, and I, my amusement is far more with Svensson in the tugging on the shirt, saying this is your apology, and shouting over a you know a Republican candidate at a Republican meeting. Don't forget um, the paper. Does he have to turn in his like back the blue flags <laughs> now? I after <laughs> I always like to look at any skirmish for the fight shakes. I think I mentioned this in the famous Chris Rock Will Smith. Like after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, mm-hmm. it, it was Will Smith who was kind of trembling and had the watery eyes a little bit. I kind of thought in the Murphy Svenson thing, it looked like Svenson was the one that was a little bit shook. You know, talking louder than the room needed. And you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 
kind of getting up there and making a spectacle out of things. Maybe you are becoming an analyst. (laughs) (laughs) Body language expert. Body language expert. Um, One of of my favorite comments was just, well, we haven't seen the whole video. And it's like, what? There is. Look at the red wave on YouTube if anyone wants to watch the video. I I don't have access. I will not have my algorithm molested by watching such content, (laughs) sir. (laughs) What what, What gets served after that? I don't know. For I, me, it's always Eminem. I think an Alex Jones video, I would assume. Uh, our next <laughs> our next story. Suspect in Centralia ATM explosion set free as judge dismisses case. This was the guy that blew up the ATM on South Tower back in January. Uh, uh, we cannot confirm whether or not he also robbed Chase Bank. Nobody is saying <laughs> that. Uh, can't even accuse him of the ATM robbery anymore. Free man. Uh, yeah, he... You know what? He got away with it. <laughs> Sounds like it. Dude, Ryan Mulder is a free man. Uh, Judge Andrew Toynbee dismissed all charges on Tuesday with prejudice, meaning it can't be tried again in the same court. His attorney accused Lewis County Prosecutor Jonathan Meyer of not sending him all the evidence. Uh, is this discovery? Yeah, I guess so. I think so. Evidence is Maybe. much easier to understand. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot. We have an update on this, too. Um one of my, one thing that stood out to me, Meyer had an email during a back and forth about the evidence and his email read, please note, we also discussed that you are free to go to Centralia to look at the evidence collected with an appointment, of course. Um, Toynbee, the judge, said he didn't appreciate reading that type of thing. And Meyer said, I in no way meant to imply that he had to get it himself, which I don't know. That's kind of the implication I got from that. But that's not to bash on Meyer because it turns out it was not entirely a prosecutorial issue. Mm-hmm. Um, as the expert, would you like to no, I think provide you got me a little it, more context? You've got it written out well here. Just read it from the story. Emily Fitzgerald did a good job. Um, anyway, when asked by Toynbee when he requested evidence from the Centralia Police Department, Meyer stated that they never formally requested additional evidence from the Centralia Police Department. Um, anyway... I don't know. I'm lost on my own notes, and I had to go correct him this morning at 3 a.m. Well, basically, the detective that was on this case was involved in the uh, fatal shooting of the uh, the wanted sex offender or wanted uh, sexual assaulter over there in Chehalis that resulted in a Centralia officer getting stabbed and the suspect being shot to death. And so he went on administrative leave. That was part of it, according to the story, but also the evidence might have already should have been uploaded to this site, the Spillman, um, yeah. that law enforcement and the prosecutor's office use. It didn't come until very, very, very late. Um, and it was just botched. I think if you ask anyone involved, it's, I mean, I think Stacy had a had the money quote in the update, which was actually from an earlier interview where he said, we're a, a bit embarrassed by it, obviously, because it's obviously not a reflection of that detective. It's not a reflection of the prosecutor's office and what we normally do in this organization. So it's very frustrating, very embarrassing, but I guarantee you that something like this will never happen again. And, you know, I believe him because <laughs> this is a pretty it's, big, a pretty big foul up. It's an administrative yeah. boondoggle yeah, it's, for it's, sure. Interesting thing, though, is the other suspect, because there was photos of two people involved in this explosion late last year, and he was, or presumably he was never brought to justice in any way, shape, or form. So, like, they only got, they only arrested the one suspect and never found the second one. So, we have actually two people that so far have gotten off scot-free. Do you think this guy is getting out and tracking down his buddy and being like, where's the money? And his buddy's like, what money? (laughs) I I spent it all. (laughs) 
<laughs> you remember it blew money like across the several city blocks over to the railroad tracks. It was burnt yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure they in got the Fuller's parking lot. We're picking up ones. Twenties, I mean, like a no white trash DB Cooper cash dash somewhere. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's probably buried up on Seminary Hill. I, <laughs> it's in the nature area. It's in the golf course. <laughs> the developers are gonna find it. It's on hole five. Uh, so one thing that I thought was interesting, um. Mulder had been held on bail since January and Judge Toynbee asked if releasing him would change the defense attorney's position on the dismissal, which is kind of a funny last ditch effort. Like, well, what if we just let him out of jail? Could we, could we do the trial then? Which would I think would okay? negate all of the previous arguments about this, you know, whatever, however high the bail was set at. Cause I'm sure it was like, well, it's a public safety risk, but then you're yeah. like, well, we'll just let him go. I mean, um, and yeah, the defense attorney being like, no, I think we will just, uh, we'd have, rather have this experience over with and I will take the win, sir. I think like t- 20 years from now, I don't know how old the defense attorney is. This is going to be a story he tells over many, many drinks. Uh, the defense attorney, we've got to, I've got to get the name of his, uh, firm because it was, where's email? Do you guys want to vamp for a second while I look this up? Uh, vamp? Yeah. That's where you just like stall. <laughs> yeah. Eric, so explains what, explain what happens after this point. Good work for Oh, you, it was a dismissed with prejudice, which means it can't come back in the same court. So it would have to be another court that charged him. So like, if I'm understanding correctly, and you called me an expert, I have not. I was a crime reporter for two years, and I never knew what the hell was going on. So <laughs> I would just read it from the court documents and let the, you know, attorneys guide me and tell me what to do. Okay, uh, so the attorney was Brett M. Woody from Olympia-based firm Eloquence Law, PLLC. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a hell of a name for a law firm. What are their reviews on firm? Google? I bet, they're, I bet they're really good right now. Ryan Mulder's <laughs> on their best attorney ever. Yeah. <laughs> I robbed an ATM and totally got away with it. Oh, man. Hey, allegedly, man. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure he'd tell you they got the wrong guy. Charges dismissed with pres- pres- yeah, with presidents. Yeah, no, no presidents were involved in this one. <laughs> no. Not even vice presidents. Well, I mean, I assume <laughs> Andrew Jackson was involved. He <laughs> was on a couple of the bills. Probably. This is far more brazen than like a year before that or two years ago. Do you guys remember the WECU or yeah, Washington, the the bank over by Yardbirds? Somebody tried to rob that ATM with a forklift that yes, was parked nearby. I do remember that. Hmm. Interesting. We had the ATM at Joe's Tavern that they hauled out. Yeah. Been a lot a, of ATM heists. Yeah. People can't resist. And now bank heists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next item. Carl and Isabel are riding the river. They had a hell yeah. Story. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a line that cracked me up and uh, for certainly is a uh, good, good forebodances for them from Isabel's story on a preview ride they did on the Shayless river. His paddle broke just moments after he tried to take a photo of a bald eagle suddenly sitting on the riverbank, maybe 40 yards from us, but the camera lens was waterlogged. Trip sounds like it's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, they had a rough yeah, no, first they're pre- outing. They're prepared. They are prepared. <laughs> Crawler. <laughs> Hopping in the canoe and <laughs> breaking his paddle and his camera being waterlogged. Just You know, it is, as a uh, veteran of the river trip, we did Rainbow Falls to the Grace Harbor in 2009, me and Brandon Swanson, now at Oregon Public Broadcasting. And the first couple of days on the river, yeah, everything that, if if you're not like a, you're just a journalist that's deciding to do this, you don't like river kayak every week. Yeah, there's lots of things that go wrong where you're like, maybe this was a mistake, and then you realize that's just how it's going to go the whole time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this trip, though. Yeah, but we've already had gear stolen, so we can't let the Shales River steal any more gear from us. No. (laughs) 
And it won't stop rain, raining. Like we're supposed to, they're supposed to launch on May 20th, be a 10 day trip live or yeah, live coverage throughout on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and like river diaries every day in the paper and online, but it won't stop raining and the river's up still pretty high right now. So yeah. um, it might get delayed a little bit though. Isabel won't like to hear that. All right, and our final news item before we get to segments. Lewis County chooses location for new night-by-night homeless shelter. The county has had uh, folks driving all over looking for a large, open, indoor space with low rent and no immediate prospects of occupancy. So, of course, they stopped in the Yardbirds parking lot. They took a good, long look, and then they turned around and pointed across the street and said, how about that bank? (laughs) Well, the bank is relocating over by Walmart. It yeah, is by moving to Louisiana Avenue. Yeah. Yes, it's just the bank you were talking about. It's the WSECU building. Yeah, I just built you in a Segway there. Yeah, so it turned out somehow that they were looking at the soon-to-be unoccupied bank. Um, what do you think about this spot? I <laughs> I mean, how do you sit at the bank and be like, ah, this is the spot, definitely not Yardbirds. Why would you think Yardbirds would be the spot, though? They literally have signs posted outside that says it's not safe to be in here. Is that is that what you think of the homeless, Aaron? It's just, just a tell much, us what you it's think. It's a much bigger, and I'm assuming, uh, I can only reasonably priced what, like, building. Like what the occupancy would be on that building? Quite a lot. And again, I'd just like to state the city has <laughs> legal uh, issues with occupancy of the building as it stands. I don't know why you would think that'd be a good spot to. I mean, you're going to have to do no. you're going to have to do work to either building. Yeah, I think that one is going to be a little easier than the other, and I don't know. But don't you remember the city was trying to work a behind-the-scenes deal, our commenters thought? Oh, yeah. Maybe this is what it was for. There was a comment about that. Um, But, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's where they're putting it. They had a meeting previously on this with stakeholders and community members, and it's not unprecedented to have a night-by-night-ish homeless shelter, like, was run over at the fairgrounds for a long time. So I think they probably have a sense for how many people are actually going to utilize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that that space is probably going to work out just fine. I haven't been in there in a long time, but I don't think they need all of Yardbirds. Jesus, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're not housing the Seattle homeless population here. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, and I think it's, we should remind people here that it is, I think a lot of people read it and they're like, oh, good for the you know for the the love of mankind we're gonna give them a spot but this is really in many ways just a spot so we can be like hey you can't sleep there on that bench and you have to go there (laughs) you have have to go to to the old bank you have to legally based on case law you have to have a place for for them to sleep i just can't believe it's not on the notes here i mean like not even one thought like what are they gonna do with the vault do they keep it uh, I don't know that, uh, do they have a vault at the credit union? It's not a bank. It's a credit union. Well, maybe, maybe not. I You're, bet they have a vault. They have all the credits you maybe can they imagine. Got a vault. <laughs> yeah, That's actually my bank. I, don't, I should know this. Uh, yeah. So Eric Eisenberg with the prosecutor's office, uh, was involved in this and he said, this is a way for us to do it on our own terms so we can have control over our own destiny. And I think he's correct. And I also hate the term control our own destiny because I heard it way too many times covering prep sports and a coach would be like, well, we won this loser out game. We control our own destiny. It's like, ah, if you did that, you wouldn't be in a loser's bracket, buddy. How many times did you write it in the story though? If I, if I do a simple Google search for Aaron Van Tyl, control your own destiny. Oh, I threw the quote in all the time. Right. It doesn't mean I liked it. You're just like, this is a trash quote. I'm going to make like it, it my lead. But I'm he, not, a, not he, a fan. He didn't doctor quotes. Yeah, I wasn't going to change it around to be like, we're still in charge here. It's like, are you? Uh, It's a quick way of saying, though, like, what would you prefer them to say? Like, our season's still alive, or we're where we want to be. 
Yeah, but none of that not tells wizard. you that they're in control of their own destiny. Uh, you're not a like. You're okay. not a wizard. You're not you know, Nostradamus, I think, man. I think control our own fate is. You're better not Doctor Strange. Well, 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 well. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we will be back. This is Jacek from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us. Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Corley and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037. All right, we're back. We've just viewed a very interesting photo that we can't tell you about. It's hilarious, though. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> it's a great picture. Good stuff. Uh, we got Tales from the Takes page. Um, Brian Mickey went to a Paul McCartney concert. He did. Very on brand for Mickey. Of course, he's a big Paul McCartney guy. I love it. He still hasn't stopped smiling. He said he had a lot of fun, a lot of fun right in that column. Do we want to just read through? You were bragging about all your killer letters to the editor the other day. Oh, I don't speak to the content. As so much many so as to the quantity. They all arrived pretty quickly, and then some that I had just fallen behind on. But, I mean, we could just do headlines. We got a couple bangers. Uh, don't use biosolids in your garden. Mm-hmm. I that mean, was one of two biosolids letters in yesterday's paper, today's paper. Letter, having a choice in sheriff's office. Sheriff's race is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. You don't have to be a sheep to know that. That's what. That's do a, your that's research. How they, that's how they wrote it. I didn't write that. Do your research on biosolids. This is coming from somebody who taught high school chemistry for 34 years. You know who else taught high school chemistry? Walter White. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of him? <laughs> uh, letter to the editor. Security camera could help reduce crime in hotspots. Uh, thanks, Sherlock. Hey, he said solar. <laughs> right. Do not insult the letter writers. There are things I will allow, and there are things I won't, Aaron. And you're not going to insult our letter writers. Uh, congratulations. May is Older Americans Month. Why that, does, was, that was also the headline of a letter. <laughs> Why does Kent parrot Putin propaganda? <laughs> uh, I just love good, one of those. Good question. Uh, unnecessary lockdowns and vote Democrats out this November. Oh, remember the unnecessary lockdowns. Um, Stop sure. removing statues and provide reasons for building new ones. Uh, as somebody who God, has a statue in this town... I agree. Don't remo- don't remove the statue. You what reach for the stars, Aaron. What if I got canceled and they tore down the reach of the star statue? <laughs> That'd be pretty hilarious. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that you. I mean, you know, I, I've told a lot so of jokes many people. Be made here. I don't think. Yeah, I, every time it's the same joke. It's always you chiming in, being like, oh, yeah, "Look at its crotch." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound like me. I was talking about how it's clearly a short-armed person, man. Oh, that's, and they'll that's... never reach those stars. With you're going to have to stand on a box, that though. Turned it all gross like that, Aaron. You know that's not how my head works. We um, also had library employee <laughs> feels unfairly treated over vaccine mandate. Um, no, that was out of hoquiam. Hell. So, yeah, we had a lot of letters, a lot of letters. Uh, there was a John McCroskey column, but you know what? I'll let the Facebook commenters discuss that here in a few minutes. <laughs> they uh, had, they yeah. had some thoughts. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, People's Champion of the Week. Former Thurston County deputy gets state's highest law enforcement honor after being stabbed saving a woman. This was Andrea Moore. By the way, if we give this to Andrea Moore, it will be her second uh, Facebook or People's Champion of the Week award from this podcast. Oh, she got one initially, didn't she? She, I think she might have gotten one initially, and I think she also got one when the sheriff's office gave her an award, and then this is the state giving her an award. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. Just, you know, the committee should consider these things. 
Uh, well, you know what? Congratulations, you know to what? Andrea g- Moore. <laughs> I give it to her. You know what? I give it to her. Well, oh, hell yeah. hold, the, hold the phone. We've got one more. Southwest Washington World War II veteran celebrates 103rd birthday. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, what, Mullins? Was his, uh, what was his first name? No, you could open up the story and you would know very quickly. Ah, you're right. A whole Schwartz over here with no laptop. This is a Let's story. See, just pulling a Rosenbaum I don't have the laptop. I'm sorry. I left my charger. William on. Lucky Mullins. Yeah. In the story, he said, I was never out of a job or a girlfriend. He uh, was. He was. Good for him. And he also spoke extremely highly of his wife. He said that they would sleep holding hands at night, which I thought was sweet. Also sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when sweet. he was in World War II, he was in charge of guarding uh Nazi POWs, German POWs, and he had they had some stories in there. You know, he would he was kind to them. He treated them with kindness. He would take them and let them swim. But they related one occasion when one of the Germans swam a little bit too far, and he had to point his gun at him, and he came back real quick. Well, this is a better story than the guy in Masyrak who was in charge of guarding Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, that guy died a long time ago. So True, true. Uh, this is a, a happy story, a happy birthday story. Um, all right. So you know what? They're, they're both winners in my book. Oh, I, I know so you too. two are like decide on one of them and cast one of these heroes out <laughs> into the streets. But I, for one, will take a stand for decency and celebrate both of them. Yeah, I'll do that. Both of them sound good to me too. Franklin. God, you know what? After reading the story, you got to go with both. Good. Franklin's good, over good. here. I just like his nickname. deleting Brandon Svensson off the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like his, his nickname, William Lucky. Yeah, Lucky's good. Yeah, well, he was never out of a job or a girlfriend. That sounds pretty lucky to me. I just like that he's 103 years old, and that was like in the story, he has like an advocate that kind of speaks for him. He's 103. Yeah. But that was a direct quote from him, so he like musters to make sure the newspaper knows (laughs) I was good with the ladies. (laughs) And I always had a job. I always had a job. (laughs) Do you want to talk about your experiences in the war? I'd rather talk about chicks. Uh, Sirens Banger of the Week. I've got two entries here. Uh, they're both just from a regular science recap. Nothing too crazy. One of them, police are investigating a possible unlawful inhalant crime that was reported on Magnolia Street, which is quite close to here. Is this a huffing glue situation? We don't know. I mean, it's a huffing of something, inhaling is, is, of something. Is like cocaine an unlawful inhalant? It's a, uh, we all talked to, I mean, not we all, Emily and I, crime reporter talked like, we hadn't seen that on the crime log before, so we just used their, you know, how they reported it. And it's Did just you like possible inhalant crime? Do we need to have uh, Denim back on the pod to see if he can bring us some unlawful inhalants and show us like <laughs> show us what they are? Do a little show and tell. Yeah, no, I don't know, no idea what that was. Somebody was huffing on something they shouldn't have been huffing on. Um, and one other one on May seventh, the caller asked Shayla's police to check on a man who is sitting on a bench in the five hundred block of North Market Boulevard, quote, drinking a gallon of whiskey. To which I say, free country, my ass. <laughs> Leave the man alone, for God's sakes. Probably about to take a dip in the, the water fountain over there. Yeah, you know, it was just, no, look, just not go. everybody can live in, you know, waterfront estates. This guy's just doing the best he can and too good for some Shehalis people, some jealous Shehalians. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a lot of Facebook comments the week. Yeah, I don't know why you did this. I, You know what? I got caught up. I got caught up in the moment and... Um, first I won't get into any specifics, but honorable mention to the commenters who questioned, uh, Peter Barno, representative Peter Barno, his car was broken into sucks for him. It's not great. We do not condone crime. He listed off in his post, the things that were taken from his car during this break in, 
Uh, one of them was his wedding ring, and a number of commenters had some spicy takes about that. You two are both married. Can you explain to me? Is that well? I take mine off well, all the time. For me, it'd, <laughs> for me, it'd be worse. For Peter, for Peter, it's a little, it's a little better because he actually has his wedding ring tattooed on his finger. He has they like stole his whole finger. He has like the <laughs> tattoo ban. So, it, but I don't have that. So for me, that would be weird. Wow, that ring looks awful loose, Franklin. Well, uh, hey, are you call, are you saying I, I'm slimming down over I, here? Congratulations. That's a compliment. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we also had a story on the new avian bird flu coming about, and the commenters were as level-headed as you can imagine. Such a seamless transition <laughs> from <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yes. Uh, be alert, people. Be positive about avian bird flu before yielding, all caps, any government regulation. <laughs> Trudeau in Canada is going overboard with this. So is Australia. There's reports that backyard gardens will be the next target, as they have been in Australia as well. Uh, Not this time, you vaccine-wielding snowflakes. <laughs> Another comment on a different post about it says, I was wondering when small livestock were going to be attacked. This is our emerging socialist government wet dream. Less people being self-sufficient. I, they just said it's also happening in Canada and Australia. Like I was mind. very, I was very disheartened by it. <laughs> it took me back to March, 2020, like the very beginning of the pandemic when there was literally no information out and it was just kind of spreading. Nobody really knew what it was going to do. Like even people who are now staunchly conservative and are against it. Even then, like immediately when it happened, there was this types of comments where they jumped in there and, and just had every conspiracy in the book citing facts that did not exist. And I could not believe it happened so soon there was commenters on there just like birds don't die that fast it would take weeks <laughs> like, so have you ever seen what, a bird what are you talking about like, they're frail they studied this. the one in pacific county that said that a, a crow flew in with his like backyard flock if i remember correctly and the following day birds were starting to you know exhibit signs of the sickness well um, but isabel vanderstoop friend of the podcast, a reporter in the newsroom, owner of a backyard flock. She wrote up our coverage on this, and she wanted me to make sure to say to the people who are saying that this is a government plot to take out your, your means of feeding yourself self-sufficiently, that she literally wrote the story so you could protect your ability to feed yourself <laughs> sufficiently by taking <laughs> care of your birds, and it was not to fan the flames of uh, non-existent conspiracy to kill your birds. Uh, she wants to save your birds. There's yeah. also a lot of tongue-in-cheek birds don't exist posts, which I appreciated. I love those. <laughs> I lo that's my favorite conspiracy. Uh, we had a story on a teenager from Tonino landing a spot in a new Disney Plus show. Uh, one of the comments said, my daughter enjoyed being an, a movie extra in Timmy Failure, but that was enough. Sick brag lady. Okay. Um, and the next comment is everything. Another quote, great, get involved with the creepy Disney cult. This is not news. This is just stupid and free advertising. Like, I mean, why are you going to take a pot shot at a like teen girl who is realizing her dreams from the Tonino Young at Heart Theater, literally moves to Los Angeles, has yep. a part in a Disney Plus show, and you're going to jump on there and make it political. I, for one, am shocked that this happens on Facebook. I, in, in our that, comment section. I love, I love the free advertising part because Disney, no, <laughs> nobody was going to watch this. I, <laughs> Nobody yes. was going to watch this. Yeah, what did you say earlier? Uh, Aaron asked me if I had been on the phone with well, Mickey you Mouse. Had, you Darth had a conference Vader. call on Darth Vader, uh, <laughs> Captain America, and Mickey Mouse all called you up. and like <laughs> Talking about that Disney agenda. Use the algorithm for us. <laughs> if you can get this on A3, we'll be able to get this show over the hump. <laughs> we need to turn it profit. I need the life cover, damn it. <laughs> Um, God, people was, are awful. I'm going to skip this next one. It's I, just, I feel like that girl could also be one of our heroes of the week. I know we've already passed that part, but I think it's yeah. very cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, another one. I, 
there was something about weather modification, weather modification in a comment about it being rainy and the government is doing this all over the United States and the world. China has this technology also, um, cloud seeding clouds. Yes. Yeah. They're making it rain on purpose to ruin your life and mine. Well, I mean, if they were doing that here in the Northwest after the last like several years of fires, one would argue that might be even a good thing, even if it is a fantastical and, you know, fake thing um you'd think they could do that about like the droughts in the southwest or something not yeah. just more rain in washington yeah they're like you know who needs this washington did, state did you say the droughts 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 there droughts. we go it's another haphazard situation <laughs> same thing same thing it is uh we got some comments on brandon spenson <laughs> uh, oh boy have you ever heard of medical malpractice seems to be the real pandemic anymore i haven't had one person point and laugh yet besides the ones jerking it to cat videos and hiding behind their keyboards uh, this was a person making this, the person making this comment has the name, let's go Brandon. And one was immediately suspected of being Brandon Smithson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it, but I guess that's the point of these things. I don't know what that comment was trying to say. I, I neither do I. Um, if anyone is smart at all, they will appreciate the Wells Naza has faults. If we had a softer, a Democrat COVID in Lewis County would have been so much worse. So be thankful he did stand his ground on some aspects. I, I, despite your, your uh, demeaning tone there, I think a lot of people agree with that. They didn't want to go into lockdown or have vaccine you know, permits and things like that, like Clallam County or King County. Like, yeah. I would agree. Um, what part of COVID would have been so much worse if they would have done nothing, I guess is my, like, do you oh, mean, well, like, like, is this if you wanted to get a drink, or? if you wanted to get a drink, you wanted to get a meal, like yeah. having the yeah. police back the health officers, uh, requirement that you have to produce, you know, proof of vaccination or proof of a booster. Like that's something that happened in other areas of, yeah. And then people would argue that was a good thing. Like I, I understand that. I'm not saying that I'm saying the majority of Lewis County probably wouldn't have liked that. Yeah. Another comment. I was wondering who took this video. How did it get to the Chronicle? It would help me understand things better if I had that info. Does anyone know? I'll tell you how it got to the Chronicle. <laughs> I sent it to him because somebody sent it to me. Uh, people ask you me, know. Great work, Aaron. People asked me how I got the video. It was coming up to the meeting the other day, and you guys were talking about it already. And yeah. when I said AVT passed along to me, I think no one believed me and thought I was trying to blow them off the trail because <laughs> there's like no way you would have done it. Uh, and then coincidentally, he released it as part of a press release after we asked him to comment on the situation, which yeah. is fine. I think that's pretty clear at this phase of the campaign that at least from that side uh for murphy we're gonna get stuff on facebook so if we call him and ask for something there's gonna be a statement on facebook the next day uh yes it, it appears so uh another comment That's how it's done <laughs> baby okay folks at the chronicle it's been 16 hours and isn't it time for an in case you missed it repost i'll be checking <laughs> tomorrow too i think this is a reference oh, to tip. the 15 posts of snaza busting a pot farm uh yeah you know i'm unapologetic in this we have approaching thirty thousand followers on facebook and the way the algorithm goes i only can reach about three thousand four thousand five thousand at a time normally so you know what it's time for i go back to the fishing hole we all know what it's time for fat cougar <laughs> fat yeah. bear didn't do it I, i'm sorry i really thought fat bear had it made no, fat I, bear I, did I, I do try to use traction. a good mix of stuff and i am guilty this person you know whoever this commenter is they're correct i do overuse the ic <laughs> in case you missed it post because <laughs> you know what sometimes people miss it and if you look in the comments below that comment i bet you someone else was seeing it for the first time yeah yeah um on the night by night shelter uh <laughs> this comment string was cracking me up Will the credit union members be reimbursed for the money they paid for the location and building? Or is the county just taking it? And again, they are building a new bank. 
in a more trafficked part of town. Um, and so the comments to that comment were like they want to do to sunbirds. The county is not taking sunbirds. The county is not even taking yardbirds. It's just across the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a <laughs> Do you know that WSECU even owns the building? What makes you presume they aren't leasing? They weren't even the only business in that building last I was in the lobby. And if they do own it, why do you assume the proceeds of the sale aren't going to build a new one or back into a business as a whole? You don't seem to mind they're building that location without your express consent. And then somebody replied to that comment with, uh, you don't seem to know either. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong. They're not wrong. It was a, it was it was a, a nice reply. shock and awe response, though. Um comment on the chase bank robbery story the comment was a hey, whoever has the money buy me some bill and b's i won't rat you out <laughs> respect uh do you want to read the the you the have to scumbag typo you have to do it i guess uh, on the video of a truck getting broken into the comment just says come bag i think he just mistyped scumbag <laughs> you I'm don't gonna, know that don't I put hope. words into that commenter's mouth uh you don't seem <laughs> to know either <laughs> oh god i shouldn't have said that uh, and then on the McCroskey column, one of the comments, his credentials are he is an ex-sheriff. If he is anything, he would be a present something or other. But he hasn't done shit since 2005. That adds up to 17 years of sitting at home thinking redneck thoughts and then spewing them all over the Chronicle. What a gig. And then the last comment, somebody changed John's diaper. It's full. So there were no positive comments on McCroskey's column? Uh, not that I saw, but the um, algorithm, you no. know. Got, yeah, got, the algorithm. Let's just blame it all on the algorithm. No, there were the usual... There was the same guy that comments on every single post with liberalism is a mental disease. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I think he he got in on the action, if you can imagine. I bet, I bet, I bet he was there. Um, <laughs> uh, I continue to say that John McCroskey's columns are among our most read. I, for better or worse, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's coming up? I actually hope that he weighs in on the sheriff's office situation. I, 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 would, he's aware of I would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he was a beloved sheriff in his time, but yeah, everyone also is entitled to your opinion. So I respect all of the commenters, especially the ones that like lash out. And we had a letter writer respond to his column as well, which I think is good. And, uh, I don't know. I went to, uh, with Chad and Corley Taylor, a association of, uh, American association of university women meeting. And we did a presentation and I will say that when McCroskey's name was mentioned, there were some groans. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the online community, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, for one, enjoy having his perspective in the paper. Do you think McCroskey ever logs on and reads the comments? Uh, I think so. I think it's possible. I don't know that though. I think if he did, he would have referenced it in a column sarcastically, but you wouldn't have been able to tell if it was sarcastic. Well, I know for a fact he gets emails like, cause we publish his email. And so he's gotten emails that argue with him, but the most I've ever heard him say, talk about him specifically. It was just like, yeah, people weren't so happy with that column last week. Here's another one. <laughs> uh, what's coming up in, uh, the next newspaper. Well, I don't have my laptop, but I'll do my best, Aaron. Well, I mean, you should know. If anybody should know it, it would be you. Franklin, what's coming in the next newspaper? Well, I would ask Eric. <laughs> right. uh, we have a really cool story. I'm actually, I just read it before I came up here, rough draft anyways, that Dan Warren's working on. The Shehales Foundation invited a um, donor um, for a tour of the school, and she just has an amazing story. Um, she, when she was two years old, she fled Nazi Germany with her parents, 
ended up in Seattle, um, was told that there was jobs down here. I think her parents had like $11 when they came over here. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up in Chehalis. She went through the schools here and then ended up taking off in the um, advertising industry. Um, think Mad Men, Aaron. I know you're a fan of that. I was um, just watching some and today. she broke through that glass ceiling. Um, and the story has a lot of, you know, you know, second, well, firsthand accounts of her interactions with the male-dominated executives of that time, like literally laughing in her face when she asked for a promotion and things like that. Yeah. Um, we're, anyways, we're, we're, did you call her up and be like, tell me about all the cigarettes? <laughs> I should have. Uh, she eventually, like, you know, obviously has become extremely successful. Now she's helping. She's a group of 50s graduates that helps produce, uh, I, I believe, a dozen scholarships a year for uh, WFS students. Um, but interestingly, she her claim to fame in the advertising world is friends don't let friends drive drunk. She was uh, the team that wow. came up with that. She was in charge That's of a big slogan, huge slogan. I mean, yeah. that one, according to her, it literally brought uh, teen drunk driving down. At, I mean, at that, that was time. that was later because in the fifties, like I don't think that was an issue. No, it was bring your friends along when you're driving drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> drive drunk, you coward. Um. <laughs> uh, we'll also have uh, some, it's a council week every other week, so we'll have uh, news out of uh, the Centralia City Council. Oh. Uh, I know you. Wait, 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 wait. What else? Something's happening Thursday. Are you gonna hit it? You gonna hit something over there? Uh, Come on! <laughs> it's coming up Thursday, May twelfth. I'm excited. It's finally here. Don't say too much, Aaron. There, Do we know what it don't is? Don't say anything. Richard's got a surprise. Richard Default <laughs> has a six hundred million dollar Christmas present to put under our tree. So it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. We've talked about maybe doing a mini pod the day that it's announced, just uh, just to talk about it. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should. So yeah, so where, where is he making news. the announcement? Is I, he renting out uh, like I don't want to say or? anything about it, Aaron. Is he uh, our most historic site? Is he going to be over the, where the tire pile used to reside? I'm afraid I might accidentally say something and say it wrong. Like I don't want to ruin the surprise, people. Well, and nobody knows. I don't know. It's a true mystery. Yeah. Franklin, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's exciting, but no, yeah. I'm just Rich thinking about the tire pile at this point. Yeah, it's a six hundred million dollar tire pile. We are took we all the tires. Are we not, not going to mention? Isn't there a new tire pile? Yeah, there's Doesn't one in Winlock. Winlock. Have it's a tire pile. Soon. It's coming soon. Yeah, not all. Not everything's fence and zen has been bad. He brought tire piles to Winlock, but hasn't yet. We'll see. He saw ours <laughs> maybe, and he was maybe. like, I need one of those. We'll see. He's like, I want that. <laughs> Don't count a tire pyro before it accumulates. That's what my daddy always told me. <laughs> Smart man. Uh, anything else big coming up? Uh, I, uh, there's lots. Of, we're going to have lots of news. I've got a lot, lots of, of, lots of stuff. sports stuff going on, too. Yeah. yeah district baseball is in full swing. I think we'll have some features on uh, 2A district tennis mm-hmm. and Thursday's paper. And then softball season is... Uh, They've hit the point in the regular season where you're just kind of making up games. And then I think in like next week, district start for softball. I think I can't wow. remember exactly. Well, I, I just opened up a story that Emily Fitzgerald just filed. That's kind of a wild one. Um, I'll, you know what? I'm going to post this tonight right after the news dump. So if you listen to the news dump tonight, you can go read this one. Cronline.com headline bail set at $75,000 for man accused of shooting semi truck driver in the face with an air pellet near Napa vine on Monday, comma smuggling drugs into Lewis County jail in his intestines. Wow. Let's just walk it out on that. Wow. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, (laughs) What a banger.